Um, let's see where to begin. I'm Aaron Brown, and quite frankly, I just wanted to talk about it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 7 of I Just Wanted to Talk About It. It's been, you know, a week longer than it should have been since the last episode. I've just been really busy at work with this new promotion and everything. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. I got scheduling. It's, it's a whole thing. I'm not boring you with that. Right now, I want to talk about Easter. Yeah, it's Easter Sunday when I'm recording this. Happy Easter, everyone. And... This morning, I was just kind of sitting back thinking about previous years of Easter. You know, like most people do on holidays when they think back at like, you know, years past and that sort of stuff. So I was was thinking today about a few years back when my brother decided we should just go to some random little church around the corner for Easter. You know, it's kind of different than the whole big thing that we're used to. So we go to this church down the street, and I don't know if it's it's either Catholic or Methodist. It's one of those two. It doesn't matter. So at the end of the service, they do communion like you do at most Easter services. So um, they pass out the bread, and then this man comes by with the drink, with the cup. And... I've never been asked this before when doing communion. He looked at my brother and I and went, have you been confirmed? And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that meant. Obviously, I was like, yeah, because I just wanted the juice at that point. I really wanted the grape juice. So I said, yeah, I'm confirmed. And he hands me the cup and I take a huge swig of it. And my first immediate thought was, wow, this grape juice has gone bad. But no, it was actual red wine, and I was not expecting it at all. And it's not like, you know, I'm weird with, like, alcohol or anything like that. It's just, you know when you you go to drink, like, water, and then you drink it, and it's actually, like, Sprite or something like that? Like, the drink tastes fine, But in your mind's eye, you were expecting water, and then you got something completely different. So I was like, ugh, but it was just wine. So for future reference, if you want wine at one of these churches and they ask you if you're confirmed, say yes. It's funny, today I wore a bow tie and suspenders for Easter. I only bring this up because of the suspenders. So when I was little my parents would dress me almost exclusively in suspenders and overalls. I looked adorable in them, still do, but it's like subconsciously I have this like hatred for overalls and suspenders, even though I look good in them. Like I said, it's just this weird thing I have. It's kind of the same thing with me in diapers. I used to wear them a lot, but now not so much. Another April holiday that I just need to talk about, honestly. April Fools. I hate, hate, hate April Fools. And people might find that shocking just because how much joking around I do and that kind of stuff. No, I hate April Fools because I always forget about it. And then I'll see some kind of article on social media 
or some kind of news thing and I'll get really, really, really invested into it. And then like two thirds of the way down, I'm like, oh, I feel like April Fool's was created just for me. Like somewhere way back when they were like, I have this great idea for April 1st and we're going to trick Aaron and make people like Aaron Brown look really stupid one day a year. So the new Lion King just came out with a new trailer, the live-action Lion King. I'm really looking forward to this movie, but what I'm really hoping for is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas makes a cameo. Like, I'm really hoping Jonathan Taylor Thomas makes a cameo as himself. I hope he makes a cameo as himself. And you're like, how does that work? Well, I mean, Lion King doesn't really take place during a time period. Like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas can afford to go on vacation to Africa. He can go to Africa. He can just go visit Africa. Just give me that movie. Just, they're in the final battle, and all of a sudden, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in the back, just like binoculars watching. It's allowed. You know, I, uh, I get really stressed out when coffee mugs don't tell me if they're microwave safe or not. So if you listen to the last episode, you know when I was talking about when Cameron and I make a podcast reference and Nick doesn't get it, we always say, oh, it's an office reference. So since I've said that and a lot of people at work listen to the podcast, every single time they make a podcast reference and Nick doesn't get it, they're always like, oh, it's an office reference or vice versa. And I think it's a, I think it's so funny that now... Just everyone is in on the joke, but Nick still hasn't listened to the episode, so he doesn't understand the joke. Oh my goodness, I can't wait till he listens to it. He's going to be so mad. Because um, Cole made a joke that he was like, oh, it's an office quote, or it's like an, it's a uh, podcast reference. And Nick, he got so mad, he's like, oh... See, I got this from Cam. Now I'm getting out of work. He's like, this is the worst. It's the worst. (laughs) Just listen to my podcast, Nick. Like, for real. What's the point? Messing with Nick is one of my favorite hobbies since, like, first grade. It's so much fun. It's funny. We went out for his 19th birthday. We went out to Wahlburgers at Oa. And I don't care for the restaurant experience that much anymore. And here's why. At the end of the meal, your waiter or waitress comes over with a check, and they slide it to you upside down. And I've never understood that, and I really don't like that. So they slide it to you upside down, and they, like, won't make eye contact with you. You ever notice that? They, like, will not make eye contact with you when they slide that bill over. And they're always like, here you go, I'll be right back. And they quickly, like, make a getaway. And I don't understand that, because the menus... Most restaurants have prices. Like, you understand what you're signing up for when you are per- when you are ordering. So when you get to the point where the check comes, I don't get what the big secret is. I know what Cameron ordered. I know what Nick ordered. Why is it such a secret of what we all bought? I don't get it. I feel like waiters and waitresses would be, like, the worst executioners. Like, they're putting the people in the in the electric chair, but they're, like, not making eye contact, and they're just kind of like, I'll be right back, and they run away, and they quickly flip the switch. I don't know if they actually do electric chairs still, but I just imagine that. Oh, boy. 
Another thing is whenever you go to the restaurant and they make you pay up at the front desk and you go to pay for the meal. And this is a thing my dad always points out. They always ask the question, is this amount okay? No, it's not okay. I wish it was free. I wish it was cheaper. Of course it's okay. I don't what what kind of question is that? I don't I don't get it. I really don't. So a few weeks back we had a person put up a missing dog sign at work. And here's the interesting part about it. Under reward, under the reward like part of it, it just had a money sign. It didn't have an amount or anything like that. It just simply had a money sign. And I feel like that's really dangerous considering it was one of like these purebred dogs. It's essentially like putting a blank check on a wall and just leaving it there. It's just not a good idea because here's the thing. Let's just say and me and Eric discussed this the other day whenever we saw the sign. Let's just say you find the dog, right? And you call the people. You are now in a ransom situation. You go, you find the dog, you call him, and you're like, hey, um, I found your dog, and how much is the reward? And then you could just have this whole negotiation thing. Because here's the thing. If you find a place where you can sell the dog for more than they're asking, I'd probably sell the dog. Probably not, but still... If you were a bad person, you could easily sell this purebred dog for more than this person is asking for, and that is a dangerous thing. Always put how much your reward is for your dog. Because at that point, you're kind of giving people like a salary. It's like, hey, if you search for my dog for one hour, I will give you $200. You're like, okay, I'll sign on for that. But if it's just a blank check situation, you'll be in a ransom situation for a dog. All right, so while we're on the topic of birds, <laughs> not a topic of birds. Um, so while we're on the topic, not on the topic of birds, did anyone see the news article about the cassowary that was in Florida that was 140 pounds that killed a man? That's right, a bird killed a man. I said it a thousand times on this podcast, only really once, but still, a freaking bird killed a person. And look up look up a cassowary right now. Like, pause the podcast or listen to it in the background. I don't care. Go look up a cassowary. It is a freaking dinosaur. It runs like 35 miles per hour, has freaking talons, and will stab you in the face. Yeah, a bird. Who would have that as a pet? I don't understand. It's Australian. So that's one of those, that's on us, like our us Florida people. That's... That's our bad. But still, a freaking bird murdered a man because he tripped, fell, and it stabbed him in the face. Ridiculous. So we have this regular that comes through the drive-thru a lot. Um, so she normally calls at 10 o'clock and lets us know that she will be there around 11.15. Why can't she just show up on time for breakfast? I don't know. So anyway, she always calls. And I'm like, hi, thank you for choosing Chick-fil-A Navy Boulevard. This is Aaron. How may I serve you today? And she's like, hey, Aaron. It's, you know, she says her name. And I was just wondering if you could set aside a sausage bowl, a four-count mini, and one hash brown. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. She goes, all right, great. I'll be there around 11.15. We should say no at this point. Doesn't really matter. So she comes through the other day. And I am doing what we call an expediter. And that's literally I stand outside the window and just hand out food. Easiest job. 
So I hand her the food after, you know, 11.15 when she shows up. And she, would like, hardcore came on to me. And I just want to talk about it. So she comes through. And we have the, you know, the intros. It's very nice. It's just like, oh, how you doing today? She looks at me and goes, oh, hey, Aaron. She's like, I knew it was you on the phone earlier. I was like, oh, yeah, really? You know, I said my name at the beginning. She should know it's me at that point. She goes, yeah, I knew it was you with your suave voice. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. We're doing this now. And she goes, yeah, I knew it was you with your suave voice. I could hear your hair over the phone. And I was like, okay, all right, all right, here's your food, have a great day, oh my god, (laughs) I don't know, she was like a 30-year-old woman coming on to me, I feel like it was notable, I have a lot of weird things that happen to me in the drive-thru window, I guess I just have a lot of window stories this week, (laughs) nothing else really notable at work, so I'm in the window, and this lady pays for her meal, And she goes to drive off, but she stops cold in her tracks. And she looks at me and goes, wait a minute, are you a manager? I said, yes, ma'am, I am a manager. And she goes, look at you, you're so young, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, thanks, lady. And she pulled away. I really like when uh, random people are proud of me, really gives me the affirmation I need. It's funny, we have this uh, really bad card swipe that's in the drive-thru. And I'm really good at like finessing it and making it work. I just, I'm, it's, there's really nothing special what I do. It's just the way I put in the card. I just have done it enough that I know how it works. But (laughs) we have this girl and it always messes up with her. But (laughs) I convinced her that if you walk up, when you put in the card and rub the machine that it works because that's always what I do whenever it's not working I just place the card incorrectly and then rub it I rub the machine and make it seem like the rub is what is making the machine work even though it just has to do with card placement so every single time this girl puts in the card she's sitting there just rubbing the card machine going it works it works and it's the funniest thing to me I don't <laughs> I don't understand why I do this to people. I, I just find so much pleasure in it. I don't I don't get it. That was like um our scanner used to be like really bad, like the card swipe. And again, I knew like the right way to do it. So whenever I would do it, I would go pew pew and then it would work. And I did that like a handful of times. But then I told everyone, if you make the pew pew sound, it works better. So we would have I I kid you not, it would be like 6.30 in the morning, and we'd have managers in the window just looking straight in the guest eye going, pew, 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 pew. Because <laughs> they said, they were like, I know it doesn't really help, but it always works. So they would just sit there going, pew, 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 because I told them it worked. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. The other day, I briefly walked away from the drive through and when I came back, They were all talking about my podcast, but then they were also talking about my cooking show. So a little backstory here. So there was... 2017 was really weird. There was this time gap before and after summer that I just wasn't doing anything. So here's what I mean. In January of 2017, I graduated early. So that means from January to May... 
I wasn't doing anything. I was just at the house all day, just doing, you know, home alone stuff. Like I, I would just film videos of me like doing the risky business slide, that kind of stuff. It's a really funny video if you've seen it. So here's the thing. During the first part of it, and also the second part. So during the summer, again, let me give you some more backstory. During the summer, I kind of fell face first into a paid internship at a church right out of high school. So that was kind of cool. But right after it ended, I again wasn't working or anything like that. I didn't get my job until January of the following year. So from, I think it was September to December, again, I wasn't really doing anything. So I would make dinner for my family a lot. Because in high school, I took a cooking class. And here's the thing. I'm kind of like one of those people that take one semester of psych and they feel like they can psyche examine everybody. I don't care for that. That's happened to me a lot in my life where someone will just kind of figure out some kind of psych thing and try to figure me out. Stop trying to figure me out. I don't understand it. I had someone tell me once, Aaron's the way he is with girls because I think they were like, his mother doesn't love him or something like that. I was like, first of all, no, my mother adores me. I didn't say that. That comes off weird. Um, no, but just when you say that kind of stuff to me, I get uneasy. Don't just, just stop trying to figure me out. All right. Anyway, so I'm kind of like one of those people that has only taken one semester and just feels like they're a genius. So I took one semester of this cooking class and I thought I was the master chef. I'm still a pretty good chef. I'm not going to lie. So I would film these cooking shows and upload them to my Snapchat and they were really funny, really good. And that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, I haven't done them in a while because I get off at like 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And by that time, my family's already home. They've already eaten. And at that point, I'm tired. I don't have time to sit there and cook for everybody. So they were talking about the cooking show in drive through after I left. And when I walked up, they were like, so are you going to continue the cooking show or are you just going to put that on the podcast as well because if you know anything about my social media I don't really post on snapchat anymore and I don't really tweet as much anymore because I just tell the stories here I tell my jokes here so I don't do any of those things on my snapchat or twitter anymore so they're like so you're just going to move the, the cooking show to the podcast as well and I thought that was kind of funny because you know it would just be me just you know, like slamming dishes and stuff and then eating. I don't know. I miss the cooking show. I think if you were to cut off one of my hands, you'd probably want to cut off the left one because I only use it like 30% of the time. It's kind of like a third year for me. So speaking of like social media and stuff, I was looking back at my Twitter a few weeks back and if you just scroll down my Twitter... All of the tweets that end, and I just wanted to talk about it long before this podcast was a thing, I ended up talking about on this podcast, and I didn't even plan that. I just find it interesting how my mind works sometimes. Oh, so going back and talking about my time off, I had a weird problem during that time off during that 2017 year. Okay, so I would have probably every two weeks Jehovah's Witness come to my door. And it was really weird how consistent it was. 
Like they would come and bother me all the time. And that's kind of a weird thing. That's kind of a weird phrase that I never thought I would say. Jehovah's Witness was proving kind of a problem for me because they just kept showing up and they gave me all these pamphlets and that kind of stuff. I already go to church. I believe in God. You don't need to do this. I mean, it just, it got out of hand. They stopped showing up. I didn't have to make any like crazy story up, but I just wanted to talk about it. Like it was a real, real issue for me at one point. Jehovah's Witness. Not a fan. Do you ever think about who's in charge of naming hurricanes? You know, Hurricane Irma. Hurricane, what was it, Sandy? Who comes up with these names? Is it? I always wonder if it's like a like Taylor Swift type thing. Like every single time they break up with one of their exes or something, they get a name for a hurricane. I don't understand it. And where do you sign up for that job? I want to know where I can go and be like, oh, yes, I'm the official hurricane namer. This hurricane's name is Kimon. This one name is John Stamos. This, this right here, this is my favorite hurricane ever. Hurricane Chewbacca. Yeah, that's right. Hurricane Chewbacca. Coming up on the west, where you have uh, Hurricane Jonathan Taylor Thomas coming through. Right over Africa. That's right. Africa. I just feel like I'd be really good at that job. So if you know how to break into that biz, call me. So I need to talk about this guy that I used to work with. And I've talked about him before. If you remember, I forget what episode it is, when I talked about the hung story, where, <laughs> that sounds gross, um, the the story where I was talking about the guy came through and I kept saying, uh, can I have a name, please? And he was saying, huh? And then, you know, you, you listen to it. Anyway, um, the same guy that took that order, I refer to him, and I'm going to refer to him here, as horse guy. So Horse Guy started a week after me, and in his orientation, tried to get the number of the girl that was doing the orientation, tried to hit on the girl that was doing the orientation. First day, tried to hit on the orientation girl. It just, that's a bold move already. So um, I'm going to tell you my first interaction with him. So it was just he and I on front counter nobody else around and we were really slow and it was raining outside so that's why no one was there and he always was talking about his horses like it was a normal thing like everyone owns horses it was so weird so he looks out at the rain and then looks at me and goes this won't be good for the horses and i was like what are you talking about he goes yep this won't be good for the saddles and again i'm like what the crap are you talking about and finally he goes on after i didn't ask about it so he goes, hey, do you own any horses? And I was like, nope, just two cats. And he was like, oh, man, I own five. And I was like, good Lord. But this guy was just always talking about his horses and stuff, but no one understood what he's talking about. So he was always trying to get more hours and stuff because he needed to buy, quote unquote, horse medication or like horse stuff. But I don't understand. And then he would... Like, every single one of his breaks, he was, like, the skinniest guy you'll ever see. Every single one of his breaks, he would eat, like, seven Chick-fil-A sandwiches and a large fry. And you were like, how do you do that? And he was like, well, you know, this is the only time I eat. And again, he had money, but he spent it all on the horses. But I don't get why he never ate anything. So, yeah. Horse guy didn't last long. But... Apparently, he is now a manager at a Wendy's. So, if you ever see some guy talking about horses and crap, 
at Wendy's, you'll know. So to follow up on something I talked about in a previous podcast, uh, when I got my stickers and that girl was saying how I need to put my sticker in a bathroom, we talked about how I'm a nervous peer. You know, you remember. So now if you go to the far left stall in the men's restroom at the Vinyl Music Hall, you will see me. Well, my face. My sticker. Doesn't matter. You'll see that there. So I mentioned in a previous podcast how my mom has these things that she gets worried about. You know, me tripping in the middle of night, that kind of stuff. Uh, My dad doesn't really do that, but he has always done this thing with me. How he always wants me to wear a watch, but if I wear it on my right hand, he like gets really weird about it. Because you're supposed to wear it on the left hand, but I hate wearing watches on the left hand. And his argument has always been, well, if you're writing something down and need to look at your watch, then... You know, you won't know what time it is. And I, I've always found that baffling because I'm like, how many times am I sitting there writing and have to look at my watch? That's ridiculous. So I was telling my friend at work about this because he wears his watch on the left hand as well. So when I got my Apple Watch, I was wearing it on the right hand. So he was asking why. Then I told him that story I just told you. So one day I'm writing something down and I need to look at the date. And I go, what date is today? And he goes, wow, wouldn't it be nice if if while you're writing that down, you could look at your watch? And in that moment, my father had won. And now, every single time I am writing something down and need to look at the date, I have to set the pen down and look at my right wrist. He was right. I didn't trip in the middle of the night like my mom was saying, but my father was right about the watch. I'm not going to change. It's been too long, but you know. So Cameron and I went to a baseball game in town a few days ago, and we were reminiscing about a few summers ago when he worked at the Wahoos. And Cameron's birthday is July 3rd, and God, I hope I got that right. Um, We'll just say his birthday is July 3rd. And so Nick, Logan, and I, and Cameron, I mean, because he's working, all went to a baseball game for Cameron's birthday. But Cameron had to work that day. So basically what ended up happening is because Cameron had to go into work so early that we all went to dinner for Cameron's birthday, but Cameron wasn't there. And in the moment, like it was, it was just this thing that we did, but like looking back at it, like it's the funniest freaking thing. Like, Hey, we went to uh we went to dinner for Cameron's birthday, but Cameron wasn't invited. <laughs> this was the same day, and I kind of don't want to tell this story because it's been like this thing for so long. Um oh gosh, I shouldn't tell this. Okay, um this was the same day that okay, here's what happened. So if you've ever been to a Blue Wahoos baseball game, there comes a point in the game wherever there, like, is a roach that runs it, like, a, a person in a roach costume, not an actual roach, uh, and kids chased across the field. It just lets ki- little kids, you know, run across the baseball field. Anyway, um, I said, hey, Logan, I'll give you $20 if you go down there and run with the kids. And he goes, okay, here, hold my phone and hold my wallet. He, he asked me to hold his wallet. Some of you might know where this is going. So anyway, uh, he goes and gets in line. He starts to run with the kids down the field. And I take the $20 out of his wallet. He got back. 
I gave the money that I just had taken out of his wallet and paid him for running across the field. His own $20. And then after that, like, you already think that's like, wow, Aaron, way to finesse that. No, it gets worse. So then he's like, hey, we should all get snow cones. He goes, I'll pay for it with the money Aaron just gave me. You know, his own $20. So (laughs) I take his $20 and go buy everyone snow cones. And, like, it was only, like, 10 bucks for everyone to get snow cones. So he's like, it's fine. You just go ahead and keep the $10. So he paid me $10 for him running across the field with all these kids. And it gets worse. And then when uh, we got back to Cameron's house, he was saying how he wanted a penny board for his birthday. So then I gave Cameron the $10 that Logan gave me to go buy himself a penny board. Logan, I'm so sorry. So anyway, back to the other night. So after we were leaving the game... In the parking lot was a water bottle, but it was full of pee. And I thought it was the most random, funniest thing ever. Cam didn't think it was very funny. But, like, the thought process behind it, it was just, like, a bottle of pee just sitting in the middle of a parking lot. I don't understand it, but it was a little funny. So the other day, um, I got a call after someone left the drive-thru, right? And I answered the phone, and I wasn't bagging those days. Somebody else was bagging for lunch, and I was just answering the phones. So I answered the phone, and it was a really poor connection with this lady. But this lady, no joke, yelled at me for two minutes. And I had no idea what she was saying for those two minutes because it was such a poor connection. But I just knew I was getting yelled at about something. She was so angry. And by the end of it, I was like, "Um, I'm sorry, ma'am. Was there any, like, missing food or anything we we did wrong? Was all the food all right? And she was like, oh, yeah, everything was perfect. You just forgot my fork. She was yelling at me for two minutes, and all we did was forget a fork for her fruit cup. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that, ma'am. She goes, oh, it's fine. I had a fork in my car already, like a plastic fork from another visit. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But you should pay attention next time. And then, like, started yelling at me again. Over a fork. That's my life. So I went out to dinner with my family this past Sunday, right? And our reservation is at 1 o'clock. There's a reservation. That way, you know, it was Sunday afternoon, so it's really busy. So we set the reservation for 1 o'clock. That's p.m., not a.m. And we get inside. They said, oh, yeah, we got your reservation. We just can't sit you down yet. Now, what's the point of a reservation? If you can't keep the reservation, I don't know. doesn't matter. That's not the story here. So anyway, um, they finally set us down at 1.10, 10 minutes after the reservation, if you're counting. And, like, our waitress is, like, not that great at this place. She's just not great. That's, I'm just leave it there. So anyway, um, the waitress gets our drink orders and everything. And then we were saying, like, how we're on separate checks and stuff. So I said, yeah, I'm on my own separate check. And my sister looks at uh, this other person at the dinner with us. She was like, yeah, we're grown. We can pay for our own stuff. And then the waitress replies to that, oh, he's grown. He just has a baby face and he looks 15. The waitress said that to me. The person that is like relying on my tips for the evening has just roasted me for no reason while taking my drink order. Doesn't matter. I ordered a root beer and didn't see that root beer until after the meal got there, like two hours later. But we'll get there. 
so then the lady comes back and we order the food that's all sorted out and then we're like sitting there for like an hour and a half like it's taking like so long and all of a sudden behind us we hear this like i it sounded like thunder honestly is what it, uh, what it was so like our table was like by a window and it was pointing directly at the road so we hear like this quote-unquote thunder noise and we turn around and this car has just run somebody off the road crashed into the cars in the parking lot they're also like run into another car and there's a car down the road that was also affected by it but it was like pulling out of the road so it wasn't in traffic so of course the entire staff runs over to like the window and there's a door right behind where my mom is sitting so like everyone's rushing out of the door and then there's people in the restaurant that are like you know oh my god that's my car out there so they're all going to rush out there and we're still waiting on our food but now the entire staff of this restaurant is out in the parking lot looking what happened and i get it like it's kind of the restaurant but like the cops are coming it really doesn't matter it's not really in your jurisdiction doesn't matter anyway um then my cousin joel gets up and goes out there for some reason i just want to talk about that for some reason he's out there um so then while this commotion's going on this dude walks in with a a yellow plastic bag and like quickly runs past everybody and has like he's like holding it and it's got like a, a bottle or a tube or something like that and anyway he runs inside and then he comes back and his hands all wet and then walks back out so he is now coming the side door of this restaurant having not eaten there and now his hands all wet and there's no more plastic bag so anyway my mom and sister are freaking out about this they go and tell the people at the restaurant like hey this is like shady stuff's going on this guy that we find out it's the guy that like caused the wreck has just come in here with this plastic bag and now is leaving without a plastic bag. And they're like, hey, the, he dumped something in the restaurant. Like, drugs is what it is. And they go out there and like, where is it? Like, what what did you dump? And like, where did you put it? And he goes, it's not in the restaurant. Don't worry about it. It's disposed of. Never saying what it is. He's just going, it's disposed of now. So like, we're still waiting on our food and all this nonsense is going on. There's like, all these cops coming now. This guy's like, flushing drugs down the toilet car accidents are happening behind us and then the lady still called me a 12 year old i'm just now getting my root beer and the food was just like meh after that so the moral of the story read the yelp reviews first i'll close out with this um so our children's church every single month would do a skate night and the children's pastors would take all the kids to landmark skate center that was on i think it was navy it's been closed since then but they would always take us there and i would never ever ever skate when we went to skate night I would always sit and play the claw machine because I really liked the toys in there and I was really I was really good at that claw machine. And let me just tell you about nine-year-old Aaron. Nine-year-old Aaron would sit there at the machine all night long and win toys for people. So it was 25 cents to play this machine, right? And I would charge either 50 cents or 75 cents people to play the machine for them. I would use one of the quarters to win the prize for them and then pocket the other quarter or the other two quarters and get whatever I wanted out of the machine. 
Just imagine a nine-year-old Aaron sitting there hustling a whole bunch of children out of their parents' money. Yep, that was me. And I got so many cool stuffed animals and things out of that machine. It was the coolest thing ever. It was really funny. Um, I remember one in particular night. It was like around Christmas time because I remember there was like Christmas ornaments in the machine. And my mom hung out there. And I just kept coming out of the room, of the skate room, with just more and more and more toys every like five minutes. Because I kept just hustling these kids out of their money. And it's one of my dad's favorite stories of me. Just because, yeah. So yeah, if you ever wondered why I am the way I am, that's where it started. Skating rink on Navy Boulevard, I think it was, or something like that. Is it Navy? I don't know. Someone fact check me. Alright guys, that's it for this episode. I am, of course, Aaron Brown, and you're not.